Tennessee. Graceland. Yeah, we're staying at the Graceland RV park right next to Graceland, but we didn't go. Nope, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, very Elvis expensive. still makes all the money. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's how it works. You always make money. <laughs> I, I lingered around it until I got yelled at. You got yelled at? No, I didn't. But oh. <laughs> it was a good story. It was, it was, uh, it was close enough for people to, people being fishy, like looking at me. Yeah, and what were you doing over there? I was making a video for us hitting the town tonight. Um, it took me like 55 takes because I, the way I was like spinning around, I want to get the plane in the in the video, and I was just an idiot, so I just couldn't get it. I kept stumbling on lines. So that was that. That was my day so far. <laughs> Good day. And then we also <laughs> made some promo videos, right, with Cassidy. We made promo videos. Very good. We're all. Oh yeah, so all featured. All acted. Getting some acting credits Even for IMBD. Me. Even yeah. Hillary and uh, Cassie took a, a little break from the camera and I held it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was impressive. I didn't move much, but I held it. I saw it and you look good holding the camera. Record, and I pushed record again to stop recording. Don't, and that's don't a credit, man. Don't short, Dad. I know. Uh, I left too much uh, dead space above her head in one of them. Uh, headroom. Mm -hmm. Headroom. Sorry. Right. It's I'm called headroom. I'm Le a little lingo. Le learning lingo. Uh, that's good. And it's really good. But uh, I regrouped and I got the shot, you know what I mean? Because that's awesome. what you got to do when you're professional. That's what yeah, it's all good. about. We did. We got the shot. Got the shot. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. I'll, there's so many times where you like take something and it's awful and then you get like two seconds of something great and you cut all the awful stuff out and you're like, oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Once again, Phil was... Barely clothed. Yep. And I Naturally. Was, what is up with that? And I was in a park. I don't know. I think. Or? I mean, you would think I have like daddy issues or something, but I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. I just love <laughs> being that naked. Hard in the gym. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fully clothed for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I. Uh, yeah. I just like being naked. And oh, yeah, yeah. He actually wanted to have no pants on, and I vetoed that. Plan. Yes. I was thank like, God. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is definitely going to report us for nudity. No. Yeah. <laughs> Please wear boxers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I ask you that every time I film a video. I'm like, can I do this naked? And you're like, no. <laughs> no Please. nudity. Thank <laughs> I think it's yeah, going to be one of my favorite videos. I loved it. I, I loved it. I thought it was I great. It's going to be really funny. Really I really did. So I'm excited to see the outcome. I'm excited for the video Cassidy's editing right now, which is our trip to New Orleans. We didn't really talk about that. Well, maybe we oh, drunkenly it's... talked about it. That may or may not be. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, haven't, uh, we haven't edited that episode yet, so it might be the last episode. <laughs> but uh, in, in New Orleans, <laughs> Phil uh, did a hot sauce challenge and, and that I'm was a challenge excited for that video man you are sweating i've never seen a human being sweat so much i was sweating for hours after that and then you know <laughs> and then 12 the hours aftermath. later 12 hours later when it came out yeah a couple <laughs> couple rounds for that one that was crazy i couldn't believe how bad you were sweating for that too that was like... <laughs> i literally i had a hurricane in my hand which is like an iconic drink in new orleans and that was the only thing that brought me comfort and Jack's sweater. And I was like holding on to Jack's sweater. I'm like, please just get through this. And I was like, I didn't want to take too much time. But also I was like, this is rough. I couldn't believe that you were thinking about keeping going too. Like he tried, how many hot, so you tried three Four. with the chips and then yeah. one with the toothpick? One with a signed waiver. Yeah. And that's crazy <laughs> that they make you sign a waiver. Super yeah. crazy. I wonder but, what happened. To make them add the waiver, because I bet they haven't always. Had I don't know anal contusions. <laughs> I don't know. It was that was well, a rough like, day. Some of those can actually 
burn your skin. Yeah. Like, the chilies are so hot that they'll burn your skin and, like... That's why she was saying use hand sanitizer because if it was on his hands and oh, he and I touched my face, touched anything besides yeah, I'm actually like, I'm actually not. shocked I didn't sell touch my that? face. How do they sell it if it like literally burns your skin to you? This is America. America, we want it hot. We want it spicy. We knew and that was that was probably the hottest true. thing I've ever done in my life. I guess that's true. Yeah, that was the hottest thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, I did. Uh, I used to do Wait. wing challenges back in the day. But I didn't even really do good at them, so like this was you downed that milk. I don't know how you did it. Those chicken nuggets <laughs> I had yesterday were spicy <laughs> with no sauce, just the pepper. <laughs> I wouldn't have survived without that milk. That milk saved my life. It's clever been, that they have that there. Yeah, they have that little cooler there with milk. That's yeah, smart. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, why. Because water, it. water spreads it around. That mm-hmm. just makes it worse. And so milk, just like that soothing vanilla. Vanilla-ness. Coast your yeah. yeah. So we did that, and then what else did we do when we were in? Beignets. We did beignets. more promos. Of course. Oh, the beignets. Oh, we feasted on beignets. So was, good. They were so amazing. We're like, can we go back again? I broke my gluten. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think I, I don't think it, it, it really counts. I don't think it. any of those calories count because it was too good. It's not about the calories. It's yeah, about right. The gluten. <laughs> oh yeah, but either way, I mean, for me, it was about the cake cows, but. Um, the cake cows. Yeah, the cake cows. The cake calories. That's what the that's the scientific term of a calorie. Cake yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Getting a little sciencey. Oh yeah, we have a something that we are discussing for you know future tours is is doing doing some workout videos for people who are traveling. So like you know quick little videos for people who are on the road and RVs and you know stuff like that. So that's exciting. We got a lot of big things coming. Yeah, right. that'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about all the projects we have coming up. We're going to help Cassidy with her podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been done one of those. we got to do one, at least one before we go off this trip. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm still working on the structure. Well, I'll have to do, like, an intro to kind of... We don't have to do the intro yet. Yeah. We can just film the... Yeah, we can just film one and then have it some, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but I do need to make, like, an introduction podcast to, like, explain... Yeah. The format and everything. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. It's called The Information Addict, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's basically me having conversations with other people. Just, it can be anyone from, like, friends, family to comedians, whatever. Um, and just having them teach me something, whatever they want to teach me. And we just have a conversation about that and see where it goes. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, and then what else do we do? Well, I just want to point out that we were in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, which is one of the craziest places to go, right? And we got a little crazy down there, not too crazy. <laughs> we, it took us coming to Memphis, Tennessee to get real <sighs> To crazy. get wrecked. Because last night we, My got here, God. we got here early, and there was really nothing for us to do, and Hillary has an old friend here who goes by... In Arizona, we'll buy Memphis. In Memphis, he just goes by Ryan. <laughs> and he was a cool guy. He was he so was convincing cool with those drinks. But he took us to a place that you don't think you would expect to see. Ever. In Memphis, right? Like, maybe in Bourbon Street, you'd be like, this this fits. But in Memphis, it didn't, it didn't quite fit. But it was maybe the most fun I ever had in a club. It's a club, right? It's not a bar. It's a, it's a disco. Club. It's a dis- disco? It's a I, disco. I have partied at a lot of places, and that was by far my favorite party place. But it was yeah. like, there was like a constant mist in the room, which made it like you're constantly going through like a fog almost. 
There's a couple layers, stripper poles everywhere. everywhere. And, and I found out that I have a talent for that. Yeah, well, or yeah, maybe not Phil, a talent. Maybe just I just like go. touched all the stripper poles. Every single, <laughs> literally. If I don't, if comedy doesn't work out, I am definitely stripping. You found a new career. And yeah. that place was insane. And actually, the whole the whole little downtown Memphis is like a, a mini Bourbon Street. No, that's what they say. That's is like yeah. Bourbon, Bourbon Street's little sister. Yeah, I basically thought it was. Better. I thought it was better. I, I thought it was like it was less grungy. It was it was more like it was just more fun and like more kind of spaced out. There was too much too, like yeah. too many crowds at the other one. It was just like it was too much. I do want to point out that the name of that place was called Paula and Rayford's Disco. Okay. R A I F O R D S Rayford's Paula and yeah. Rayford's Disco and. Uh, it was packed. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was a great time. Yeah, the well, music luckily was we great. had we had our friend there, and he got us VIP up top, so it wasn't as packed for us. But that right. place was hard to walk. Around. Right. It, well, the did you see the fun, line yeah. when we were left? Yeah. Like, when we left, we left at two a.m. and the line was like so long. Out the door. What time do the bars close here? Do they never close? Three. Uh, Ryan said that some of them close at three and some of them close at six. Six a.m. That's mm. crazy. That's crazy. Because we went after that, we went to a. Doing piano bar, which is also pretty yeah, cool too. Yeah, they were just too. getting started. Yeah, they were like, they were people were just starting to come in. It was like this, that was a cool, it's a cool old town, Memphis. So it wasn't what I thought. But we all woke up hungover except for Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy she's was a trooper. Sober sister. Cassidy <laughs> she made sure we all water. got home safe. She did. She fed us when we got home, so we weren't <laughs> dying. So yeah. Because it would have been bad. It would have been worse if we didn't eat all something last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Hillary wasn't too bad. She was worse in New Orleans. Um, Jack was pretty bad, though. <laughs> and then Phil was pretty bad, but he was probably was, the same as him. Uh, I was yeah. more drunk last night like, but for not, a while. But then once we went to that Rayford's. place. Yeah. When we went to Rayford's. You didn't drink I was, there. I was just hungry. I did. I had a drink and I had like half of it. And yeah. then I got a water and I just started drinking water because I was like, you know what? I think uh, if I keep drinking, I'm going to be real, real sick. So. Yeah, I just kept drinking. Yeah, I kept drinking the entire night. Well, you guys were doing shots. Memphis just kept bringing drinks. I know. Yeah. And it wasn't even... I, I don't know. I, I was at a perfect state last night. I wasn't like blackout. I wasn't too drunk. I was like a real fun... I was very close to blackout. Okay, well maybe He's I was. He's so fun though. I'm so glad we got to hang out with him. I haven't seen oh. him in eight years. That was it was just like we just hung out yesterday. That's, know, that's how it should be when I'm you're really friends with people. I'm bummed he hasn't called today though. Uh, but he said his wife Jen was pretty. Uh, his exact term was she's laid up in bed, so yeah. she's probably suffering from the night before. Yeah, because she was drinking a lot. Is it was her mom's birthday? Yeah. Did you see yeah. her mother? Woo. Yeah, I thought it was. I have never wow. seen. Wow so many good looking people than in Memphis, Tennessee. Right. They're all just like so put together. The clean cut. And I, they were all so fancy. I their felt hair totally not fancy. Yeah, they all were fancy and then like I was looking they all had like perfectly trimmed haircuts, no split ends at all. I was just like, wow, this town. Yeah. yeah. And her mom turned fifty five yesterday and I, she looked my age. She looked like she was in her thirties. She looked amazing, oh, yeah. 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 She looked really good. I definitely would have not guessed it was her mother. That's crazy. No, <laughs> no not at all. I wish I would have saw her. I didn't even see her. Was it? This is pictures you're mm-hmm. looking at? No, she, she came. came. She came? Oh, it was her birthday. Was it was her 55th was, birthday. How did I miss this mom? This was, hot mom? When did this happen? First place that we went to. Oh, God. She was out in the patio with us. You were right next to her. That was her mom? In the black. Hmm. Like the black Maybe I was shut there. down. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. I repressed it. I went to go flirt with her, and she was like, not having that. She was with a uh, man. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe that's... I know that it was her, mom, her dad, but she no, was with a man. No, it was her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? 
Oh, well, your boyfriend. He's and he's like doing well. You know what I mean? Just taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Taking care of business. He said that he dropped a bunch of money the night before, just going out, like hanging out like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, dude. Well, and, and said, thank you, Ryan, for buying drinks all night. That all was not necessary, but very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our heads all thanked you this morning too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was rough. It was a rough morning. For me. Yeah, we didn't spend much money last night. That bar had so many stripper poles. I mean, so I every little, like, area had one. There were so many. And they were all being used. And Phil, by me. Phil by me. got hit on by a gay guy. Gay guy but buying drinks. No, it wasn't oh, gay. Wasn't. See, I don't believe it. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a little, little shaky, but... Um, I mean, hey, I took all those free drinks. I'm not going to deny them. Yeah, you didn't, I felt you like a pretty little white girl. You hung out with him for a while, and... Came over and he introduced, me, he introduced me as his boyfriend, and then I kissed Phil. So it was, you know, just just because, just because yeah, on the neck you know? too. That was neck. hot. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was like, yeah. Ooh, I, okay. I, th- I think I just, I think I felt a little tongue come out too. I didn't too. have to nibble, but I did. Yeah, I mean, naturally, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, I left that neck open for you. Get a little niblet in there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it was just one of those things where I don't. For me, as a person, people don't normally come up to me and like. Hey, let me buy you some drinks. But we had a moment. We locked eyes, and I was like, "This guy is gonna buy me some drinks." And it turns out he just wanted some coke. But <laughs> so I don't know if he was gay or not. But like, well, good thing he didn't get either from you then. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got some free drinks out of it. I did. And he had a good conversation. Mm-hmm. That was that was yeah. that was key right there. Yeah. Good combo. He seemed cool though. He came up to like the right VIP nice. section and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't have a problem with him. He probably would take him real good care of you, Phil. I know. A couple more drinks, I would have uh, not come home with this tour bus. <laughs> you rarely come with, home with us anyway. We, I know. Every time you guys like go in, I'm like, all right, well. Uh, go to bed and Phil's like, I'm going to go walk around I'm going to go walk while. this off. <laughs> I'm going to think about some things, that, uh, some decisions that happened tonight. That's usually the case. I usually end up just crying in the corner, but like. Aw. <laughs> just until I cradle myself to sleep. So tonight we're going to uh, Uptown Crossing, Midtown, Midtown, Midtown. Crossing Grill. Uh, Richard Douglas Jones set up a showcase for us. We're going to be scouting talent. Richard came to uh, Big Pine Comedy Festival 2018. Super cool guy. And he actually is the one that started our tour when we, we were supposed to go to the Cleveland Comedy Festival and couldn't because of weather conditions. And so we were looking for a place to reschedule and, and so we could still scout some talent. And Richard was kind enough to set something up for us tonight. So I think that there's uh, 12 comedians on the lineup. It's a, it's a pretty big lineup. Uh, and then he also actually put me in contact with all the people in, in New Orleans. He sent me, sent out a group message and told them that we were coming in town and if they could help us set something up. So he's been a great help for this. I, I really appreciate him. Yeah. But speaking of New Orleans, I thought the talent and the comedians were really good. I thought the shows that we saw and everyone was really awesome. There was like... We saw some good talent, man. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't even talk about that. So we went to this uh, show the second <laughs> night called Fuck Yeah um, at the Dragon's Den. At Which is a very cool venue. Vincent Zambon and Mary Devin... Devo, oh shoot, I'm gonna ruin her name. Yeah. Mary, great Mary. She was super funny. One of the funniest people we saw while we were there. One, one really good comic from uh, Austin too. Uh, we saw actually it was Nate, Carlton. Nate, yeah, Carlton. Geneva was funny. Geneva was funny. Carlton Wilcoxon. He messaged me today. That was the nice thing about New Orleans is that 
uh, since there was a lot of comics that were down there for a festival and ended up doing these shows instead, we got to see a lot of talent from all over the U.S. Right. there because of, you know, the people that were in town. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's really cool. So uh, there was a festival that used to run in New Orleans, and it was called the Hell Yes Fest. And still runs. I, yeah, it's still running. It was running this week. I don't want to get into it too much, because I don't want to talk about them, but there were some sexual assault allegations going on with the festival, uh, and it wasn't good. It was more than one, you know, whatever. So the local comedians really banded together, and they... Uh, reached out to the lineups and, and contacted people and stuff and they put together alternative options because a lot of these comedians decided they didn't want to participate in the festival but they already had plane tickets that were non-refundable or reservations, whatever. They were going to come out here. I think that's really great. I think it's important for comedy communities to, to work together to create something great. And so I was talking to this one girl, Haley. Do you remember her name? Yeah. She's from the Bay Area. Uh, I can't. It's it's a long name. Yeah, I don't want to mess super it up. Long name. So I'm gonna look it up. Uh, but I was talking to Haley, and she was saying that, you know, she had four shows or something that they had helped her set up over the weekend. That's pretty good for yeah. coming to a city and not even being in a festival. You know, opting out of a festival and just being there for the weekend, having them help her set up four shows plus all the other people that got three or four shows. That's a huge deal. So, props to the the comedy community in uh, New Orleans because that's that's a huge task to take on, especially last minute. She said she didn't even decide until like a month ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really like short turnaround for, for a group of people to put together shows and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know yeah. how much work that takes. And the comedian Isaac was saying mm-hmm. how, you know, everyone had to come together. Like sketch people came together, stand up came together. Like, all these people like just literally put their differences aside and just like, you know, wanted to create content or put on shows and they just came together. So it was, it was a really cool dynamic because you don't see that too often. Yeah. yeah. Isaac was really good too. He was great. And so was Laura Sanders. Yeah. She was amazing. I was so mad. There was a comedian, Laura Sanders. She did a, um, she, we had a heckler during the fuck yeah show and, and he wasn't the worst heckler I've ever seen, but the problem was is he was right in the front and he was so loud. And he just kept yelling out. The same thing. Like, Preach. Amen. Preach. Amen. Amen. Preach. And it was just, it, he was tr- he was probably a little inebriated, and he kept just wanting to turn the attention on him. Every time he would say something, he would, like, smile and laugh like he was And look around, show. making sure people were watching him. And then um, I was getting very upset because I just wanted to watch these comics. I wanted them to have the ability to just do a set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even, even if the room's not full, which the room was pretty full... Um, I, you can still tell how good a comic is just by listening to their jokes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and they just weren't getting the, the ability to do that. They had to keep stopping and, and acknowledging this guy. And so I got up. <laughs> yeah, he took care of business. Hey, let Jack handle it. And I went to the back and Vince, Vince, who runs the show, was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I, I can't concentrate. I really just want to watch the comics. And he got upset. And so he was going to say something, and I said, no, it's okay, just, you know, let's see how it goes. And um, it just got to the point where it was really getting aggravating, and he, he got up on stage in between the acts and said, you know, who wants to see this guy leave? And everybody just applauded and said yes, and then the bartender, who didn't have to, came up and was like, you guys need to leave. And uh, they left, and then, then, yeah. and then it was during, all during 
And then that Isaac had to go up next, kind of save the show. And he did. And then halfway through his saving the show, the guy came back up and started yelling in the back. And he still saved it from there. So, um, yeah. And, and, and we got to watch these comics actually do some sets. But I thought they handled it very well. They did. The whole was, situation, I thought. Yeah, they did definitely. That was really cool. It could have went really bad, and, and they did a heck of a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I do want to give some advice, though, as a booker and someone who's like, comes out as industry for festivals and stuff. That first night we went to the show, uh, it was at Sydney Saloon. And, and I'm not going to say mention names or anything, but one of the things I notice uh, frequently, not just there, but they do it at our festivals, too, is comedians come out, they go to a show, and then if they don't like the venue for any reason or, you know, whatever, they just go up there and, and dick around and they're not serious and they don't do any uh, material at all. And I think it's okay to go up and do crowd work if you're just going to go up and only do crowd work, but you still have to... You just never know, especially in that kind of situation. You never know who's in the audience. I mean, we were sitting there, and Jack's a booker, and I'm doing talent scouting for a different club, and and we run both festivals, and, you know, they just phoned it in a little. And it's like, people do that at our festival all the time. They go up there, and they talk crap and whatever, and it's like, you don't know who's here. You don't know who's sitting there watching you. You don't know who's in the audience that can provide an opportunity for you, even if they're not a booker or a talent scout, they might know someone or you just don't know. I mean, I would just go up and and give it your best. And you don't know who's in the audience who might have some influence down the road too. Like if someone is working their way up in the industry and they remember the times that you just phoned it in, like that's going to stick with them. You don't forget that. Absolutely. I think that's totally true. I think that there's comedians that we've seen before that, didn't really give it their best effort and then when provide like looking for a second opportunity or something we've decided to give it to someone else over them just because they didn't take it real serious the first time i think mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> that's unfortunate i think especially some of those queens you know you came all the way to new orleans to do time and and they knew we were there that was the other thing as they had told them like there's industry in the audience sitting here and and so yeah always try always do your best I agree. Even if there's three people in the audience. I agree. Yeah, that's that's the motto. That's the, the motto. That's the motto. No, we're you gotta do. The, what's the motto of you? <laughs> <What's> the, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll probably get some backlash for that. People will be like, ah, I don't like to do that, but I, I, I think it's true. Well, what's the what's the hesitancy to try and? Why would you? Why would we get backlash for saying people should try and do their best job, even if it's three people in a room? Uh, I think I do think a lot of people. I mean, I don't know if this is true because I'm not a comedian, but I, I assume that people think that shows are like beneath them once they're not a certain audience level, or the if they they don't like the way the room looks, or whatever. yeah, but. Also, I mean, no matter how big of a community you are, you're always going to have rooms like that. Like, you're always, I feel like... Always. I don't think that's ever going to stop. You know what I mean? Like, there's still big headliners out there that are doing bar shows and doing doing shows like that. Or even, like, professional venues, but, like, the crowd may not be there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there... I don't think it's, there's a, a point where it just stops, where you just be like, I don't know, I'm too good for this. Yeah. Because then you're not even really growing as a comedian. Yeah, I think you just always have to go up there and be professional. I mean, yeah. I think that's a huge part of it, is people think that comedy is not a business, but it is a business. It's a business for the comedians. It's a business for the bookers. It's a business for the venues. 
it's all these different businesses that tie into one. And if you don't give it your all, then you're really just being disrespectful of other people's time. Because even those guys that booked that show, they went through all the effort. They only gave those eight spots to people and somebody else could have done that time. And you're going to go up there and not, not do it appropriately. It's, it's unfortunate. I agree. Yeah, especially if you're traveling so much, too. Like, you're out there. Like, give it your all. And what does that, um, what does that say as, as a comedian? It's like just to pick and choose what shows you want to perform better at. You know, that, that's that's all part of growing and, and learning who you are as a comedian. Like, if you, if you can control a room and take over a room that is only three people, three, four people you're you're giving those four people a great show and a great time that that they will remember and it's like maybe that will influence them to go to more comedy shows but if you're you know talking garbage then like then you may have deterred them away from doing even watching comedy again right right so it's like i mean just because there isn't a lot of people in the audience doesn't mean that they weren't there to enjoy a good show right Absolutely. And that they don't deserve to have a good show. Everybody deserves. And a lot of those people, if they did pick, come out, they pay. Some of them got sitters to come out. Even if there's only three of them, they might have gotten a babysitter to be there or taken time off work or whatever. You don't know what kind of. Had they've had a hard week, they just need to relax, and they're coming there for you to entertain them. You you owe it to them to, to entertain them. I mean, it happens at major clubs, man. Sometimes you have a late show that's. 30 people in a 300-seater room. I've seen comics headliners come in and give them the same exact effort mm-hmm. that he gave for a 250-person room. Because that's his job. Right. And he loves it. If you love your job, you'll do it, regardless. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, at least. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was talking to um, a comedian the other day who he had, like, it was the exact situation where they had a really busy show the first show and the second show they had 30 shows and um was kind of talking to him he's like yeah on nights where it's busy you got a full room it's the best job you'll ever have but when it's 30 people it's a lot more work but you still do it you still give that effort because those people are coming to your show but it's harder it's definitely not as easy as a a full room but we you want still. to turn them into fans, I feel like. I mean, if you if you phone it in, you don't give it your all, the next time you're in town, they're not going to come back to see you. Go see somebody else that's in town. Yeah. So a lot right, of times, the- people don't go to... Unless you're really famous, people go to a comedy show just to see a comedian. Unless you're, like, friends with someone who's on stage. Like, most people just don't even know who the comedians are. They just go because they're looking for something to do that something night. Do, yeah. They, they want to see comedy. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm excited for Buck to come back, too. Yeah, Buck uh, comes back today from Cleveland Comedy Festival. Uh, that's going to be awesome. He's uh, he's the missing piece. He left us for a few days, and it looks like he had a really good time, though. Seems like he had a great time and uh, met some good people, so that's good. Yeah. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to hear just... Well, I think Buck has been to the Cleveland Comedy Festival, but I'll... has he? I'm not sure. I know his friend is on the production team, but I'm not sure if he's been to it before. Which is after the, the last couple of years of him, help, you know, working with Big Pine stuff, I'll be interested to see, you know, what takeaways he has from the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't care where you go, what festival you go to, you're going to have takeaways. Right. Regardless. And uh, Buck's really good at, I think, at really seeing 
everything you know what i mean kind of visual well not you know not seeing all the shows but like really yeah. looking at the process he's really mm -hmm. good at that he's he's got that mind for it so i'm excited to see what he has to say i'm bummed we couldn't be there but yeah but at least you got bingos and brews yeah the I, festival I, i'd love to i can't have you heard about that at all i him? have heard about it uh he said that they he said that the show was kind of added last minute on the lineup so they didn't have enough people interested. I'm not really sure what he meant, but he said they didn't have enough people interested to do a full show. Mm -hmm. So they did partial show. So I think maybe that I'm guessing they did one side of the bingo sheet or something. Okay. But it was good practice for him. He said he ran through everybody like how to do it and how to because you know he was working it was the first time he's run the show with comedians that weren't familiar with the show exactly because in mm -hmm. phoenix we have a cast we've built a cast that is on the show consistently every show so they have really fine-tuned their skills and they're much better at it so i think i think it worked I mean, we, we definitely need it's a, something we need to do we need to be able to take the show and put it in any brewery anywhere any club anywhere because yes we run it monthly already but you're gonna have we're gonna have to run it with people who don't know how to do it, so. Uh. I mean, we're, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, I think that, but I think that's cool. I think that's cool that comics that don't know about the show are trying it out. Oh, yeah. So they'll go talk about it. and. I mean, I did it for the, the first world. time. Uh, this year and that was that was so interesting to me that how that how that ran but I had such a good time as a comedian because it got me a chance to really like stray away from my material and just kind of interact with the audience and I liked that a lot because um, that's a that's a challenge for me I feel like I learned stand up like you know verbatim like how to write material and how to do this and blah 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 but like I kind of lost I lost the interaction with it I was like so scripted with my material that I haven't really even like branched out to even not like do crowd work, but like just just to talk to different like people in a different way than just like where are you from? Yeah, I, I mean, and that shows with the heckler. You know what I mean? Like it, that that that's that, that the show is really meant to just go up there on your set and do crowd work. The show is meant to if, if anything happens during a show, you're gonna be able to figure it out on the fly. In a, in a timely manner, like that one young lady did at the show in New Orleans. When she did, she right. Yeah, she hit them with quick, quick yeah. ones. Quick and little zingers. They didn't take away from the show. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I think you're building with that show it, it, as a comic. That's, that's, a, that's a tool you're, you're going to have in your belt, and you're going to be able to use, and you're going to be able to use it the right way. Well, and that's kind of how why we developed it. So we developed the show Bingo and Brews for the festival. We were looking for like workshops slash theme shows, and it's loosely based on Baby Shower Bingo and uh, uh what's that game? Uh, Taboo. Taboo. So yeah. you there's bingo cards and there's words or phrases um, on the cards and then the comedians have to say the words on the cards by ta having engaging the audience and having conversations with them but the audience can't say the word out loud so uh it, it really does it it was designed to help comedians with that skill yeah yeah i enjoyed it i loved it uh i would definitely like to do it again and i think it's cool to spread it across the country because i mean that's just it was such a different way to to have an entertainment night or have a have a good night, you know. Yeah. So okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up, sort of. Let's uh, Phil, what was your favorite thing of the trip so far? <laughs> favorite thing? 
I don't know. I, I love filming these these sketches. I think that uh, all of us coming together with our ideas and making kind of movie magic for you know little thirty second one minute videos. Uh, I love doing that. I enjoy that so much, and I think that we've come up with some some great things. So like it was cool to really create and and collaborate with you guys. Cassidy. Yeah, I mean, I love doing the videos. I think it's fun to just be creative and. Um expand that sort of thing especially working with phil because he's so on the fly and is always so creative and having to kind of work like that is you're like the phil different. wrangler yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor phil sometimes yeah. i'm just like phil she's blunt with me <laughs> cassidy doesn't doesn't waste time no tell me when, when i'm wrong t-shirt that says comedian wrangler <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that'd be great she was um, in charge of all of us yesterday yeah um, but yeah that, so that's been fun um and just being, you know, creative like that. Um, I really enjoyed Memphis. And I'm surprised because I didn't think Memphis was going to be the thing that he enjoyed the most. But I really enjoyed, like, that club that we went to last night. It was so much fun. And, um, yeah, it's just a cool city for sure. I actually just love the opportunity. We met a bunch of really nice people that I think we can work with in the future and and again, I, I loved hanging out with my friend in, in Memphis and cause I haven't seen him in eight years and that, that place, Paula Rayford, Paula and Rayford's, it was so cool. Ugh, I want to like live inside that bar. The music, <laughs> like was exactly what you'd want. Yeah, they yeah. were the best music. It was like 60s, 70s, 80s and but, 90s. But some like early 2000s too, like just sprinkled in there. Yeah. But like it, it's it not like variety. a lot of clubs that like can get really monotonous it's like real iconic songs it was so cool yeah so and jack you want to let us know what your favorite thing was on this trip beignets beignets Beignets. (laughs) i never seen jack act more like a little child on christmas when those beignets were in front of him There's a, there's a video of Jack eating a beignet for the first time and his face is so funny to watch him just like realize how good this beignet oh, was. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. It was worth it. So, alright, well we're gonna scout some more talent here tonight in Memphis and then tomorrow we're off to Amarillo, Texas. So, thanks for joining us in the Ramblin' Van and we'll see you in Amarillo. Bye!